0: Well, this is going to be part three of honoring God with the tithe of our series on prosperity. I would just start out by saying that this is the third week that we've been on tithing. So I think that God is trying to get something across to us. Tithing is such an important foundation of prosperity, and God wants to get that across to us. So we're we're going to do some review, just some quick review of the things that we've been studying over the last few weeks. And this is simple. What is the tithe? The word tithe literally means one-tenth or 10%. One-tenth or 10%. So what's that mean? If you've got $100, $10 is a tithe, or 10%. If you've got $10, $1. (laughs) $1, a dime. So the tithe is 10%. And in the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 10, God promises that those who would prove Him by tithing would receive such great blessings that they could not contain them. And we're really going to look at Malachi Chapter 3 tonight, in depth. And you know, tithing, today we talk, we're talking about tithing as your finances. But back in the day, if you had a crop, and even today, if you have a crop, you know, and you go and bring in all your corn for the season, you would take 10% of it, and you would give it. That's your tithe. But today, we're really talking about money, mostly. But you could tithe, I mean, how many hours do you have in a day? 24? You could do the math and figure out, You know, what's 10% of that day? You could give that to the Lord. The tithe belongs to the Lord and is holy to the Lord. That's on your review on your paper. It's holy to the Lord and it belongs to the Lord. And Pastor mentioned the Garden of Eden, how he put Adam and Eve in the garden and he said that they could have everything in there except for one tree. That was holy to the Lord. And that was the first example of tithing in the Bible. It's all yours except that one little part so, you know, you can have all the other 90%, but that 10% is His. And man, we're going to really get into tonight about what it means when you give that 10% and what you're really doing by doing that. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, you can follow along on the screen. It's just wrote down as a reference on your paper. And the New Living says this, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then He will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. The dictionary literally defines the word honor to mean highly respect or highly esteem. So in this verse, we're speaking of material possessions. Honor the Lord with your wealth and the best of everything that you produce. We honor God by giving to Him the first and the best, not the least or what's left over. And I'll give you some good examples at the end of tonight of temptation to put off tithing. and Oh, I'll do it after I take care of this bill. You put God first, it's like, there's just no question that I'm going to tithe first and foremost when I get income. So honoring God is literally putting God and the things of God first. So honoring God is recognizing and acting on what is important to God. We looked at in the last two weeks, First Samuel chapter 2, the second part of verse 30. It says this, But now the Lord says, Far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. In the Old Testament, or just in the Bible, period, the word despise means something that is regarded of low value, or disregarding something. In other words, you're you're not making it a priority. You're giving it minimal attention, or lightly esteeming something. So, to despise something in the Bible, it means to just barely take notice of it. It's not that important to you. But what God say, if you honor Him, He will honor you. When you place what is important to God first in your life, in turn... What is important to you will become a priority with Him. The same goes for not honoring the Lord. You know, Psalms 37 and 4, if you want to write it down, it's not on your notes. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and He'll give you the desires of your heart. And that's that's the whole thing of you honor me and I'll honor you. If you'll delight in me and find all your pleasure and all your validation and self-esteem and all those things in me... Then I will give you the desires of your heart. I will make those things that you desire come to pass. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your heart. Let's briefly talk about tithing before the law. There have been many disagreements regarding tithing in the body of Christ. And I've heard people even recently say that it's not for today, that you don't have to tithe. You know, because after all, we're no longer under the law, and therefore we don't have to tithe. But is it for today? It is. You guys know, because we've been studying it, and you just already know. You know, Abram tithed hundreds of years before tithing was introduced as a requirement in the law, in the Old Covenant. And we're just doing review. It also says in Genesis 28, verses 20 through 22, that Jacob vowed to God a tenth, or a tithe, of all that God blessed him with. And again, these were, this was the tithe before Moses was given the law. So tithing during the law. Again, tithing was not new when it became part of the law. It just became a requirement. It became a requirement. You know, Jesus was very clear on his view of tithing. In Luke eleven forty two in the New Living Translation, Jesus said this, What sorrow awaits you, Pharisees? For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. And this totally blasts that argument of tithing isn't for today that you know when Jesus came we don't have to tithe anymore we're not under the law we're not but right here Jesus said you should tithe it says that you're careful to tithe even the you know the tiniest amount of your herb gardens but you ignore justice and the love of God do I have any witness for Christ if you know that I got my tithe but yet I don't show any love towards you I don't show mercy Jesus was saying that, that priorities matter in life. He wants you well-balanced. So in other words, God wants our heart to be, to flow with the tithe. He wants, our, we want to do, he wants us to do it because we want to do it, not because we feel obligated to. And I know what it's like to be in that place where the devil's telling you, if you don't tithe right now, then something bad's going to happen to you. You know, you're cursed. And I have seen, regarding the tithe, I have seen washers and dryers and bald tires on cars go a long way when someone else they wouldn't have. And I, and I know it's because I tithe, and things would just stretch. And I've seen that so many times. These, these, these things happen, and all these blessings, and because I tithe. And I'm not saying when you quit, the washer and dryer goes out. The enemy would like for you to think that, that you're under a curse. And we'll, we'll look at that a little more in depth, but again, Jesus wants our heart to flow with the tithe. He wants our life to reflect our desire to tithe. Not that I have to tithe, but that I want to tithe. And, and tonight, you're going to really get a better understanding by the time we're done of what you're really doing when you tithe. You're honoring God, but how specifically are you honoring God? And then keep in mind, Jesus said you should tithe. So if you, get the, if you, ha- you hear anyone say that tithing isn't for today, you can take them right to Luke 11:42 and tell them, no, it is. Let's talk about tithing after the law. Jesus said that he didn't come to do away with the law. He came to fulfill the law. You know, when we got born again, we have the law now written in our hearts when we are born again. The law was what? The Ten Commandments and the other commandments. What were the Ten Commandments? Thou shalt not steal, kill, lie to each other, covet, all those different things. If you love someone, you won't want to do any of those things to them. And you guys can all attest, when you got born again, you might not have had a conscience about some things before, but when you got born again, you started having that check in your spirit about, that's really not right to do that. Because that law of love was written on your heart. So you know you, you can follow your conscience. But if you disregard your conscience enough, you can start to sear it in an area. And you'll start doing the thing over and over again, and you'll, you'll stop no realizing that you're not supposed to be doing that thing. That's why... You want to pay attention to your your conscience and not distrust it, especially if you're born again. Because if you're not born again, your conscience and your morals are just free to do whatever. But when you're born again, you got the law of love written in your heart. So you have an inward desire to obey God's word from a heart of love, not out of rules and obligation. You know, and we, according to the word of God, give our tithes by faith. And Jesus, who is our faithful high priest in heaven, receives our tithes, and he blesses us like that Melchizedek blessed Abram. And we, And pastor talked about Melchizedek was a type of Christ. In the book of Hebrews, we're told that we have a better covenant than the old covenant. How much more should we be blessed for obedience to tithe than the old covenant? And, you know, and God doesn't want us as Christians in the New Testament to be legalist about tithing. Again, he doesn't want us tithing out of an obligation. He wants us to, he wants us to enjoy doing it and doing it out of love. Another example of being a legalist would be um, you, get, you receive a check for $118. So what's 10% of that $118? $11.80. So when you go to write a check, you write $11.80. You could have rounded it off to $12. You could have went to $15. I mean, you think about maybe the person who's cashing that check, they're going to have to deal with some change. Well, they don't, I don't want them to deal with some change. I want them to deal with some bills. Just round it off. I mean, that's one example of how you know, I got to tithe right down to the, to the penny. You don't have to be a legalist like that. We're going to start tonight on really getting into the heart of what, what God wants to get across tonight. So we're going to start with talking about the benefit of tithing. Uh, you don't have to turn there, but you can if you want. It'll be on the screen. Malachi chapter 3, we're going to start with verse 6, and we'll read all the way through verse 12. This is what God says in Malachi 3, 6 and on. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and have have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, In what way shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with the curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this. I want you guys to remember that part right there. And try me now in this. Says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all the nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. I pointed out in there, it says, and try me now in this. I'm not sure that there's any other place in the Bible, there may be, where God says to test him in something. And and I remember getting a hold of that, where... Uh, God says, test me in the tithe. See if I'm true to my word. I've been encouraging people to, hey, do you want to t- test God on it? I'll tell them about tithing and it's like, hey, he says test him on it. Try him out. Test him. Again, is it going to happen the next day if you tithe that you're going to receive some big, great blessing? Is that how it works? God may not always settle up on Saturday night, but he always settles up. We trust him. We give by faith. We honor him. We do his word by faith and we trust that we're going to receive Blessings man and he said pour out the (laughs) I can get ahead of myself here but pour out the windows of heaven that you can't contain it does that mean he's just going to bless you next week I mean you tithe your tithing 20 years 20 years ago could still be you could still be receiving blessings from it now and I'll give you some stories on that or one specific story about such a thing can you rob God it's a question can you rob God Yeah, there is no doubt that you can rob God. If you're not obedient to his word, then you are disobedient to his word. God doesn't need your money, but you need his blessing. Don't rob God of his ability to bless you. So if you don't tithe, what am I robbing him of? He can't bless me. I'm like tying his hands to bless me. And I don't want to rob God of his ability to bless me. You know, it's said in here that you're cursed with a curse in verse 9. Does God curse people? Is He cursing us when we don't tithe? We're not under the curse of the law anymore. Jesus fulfilled the law. But the curse that comes is from disobedience. We're, you know, we're just not obeying God's Word, and so we're, there's just no blessing in it for us. So if we choose not to obey His Word and to do it our way, we will reap our choice to miss out on His blessings. If we choose to obey God's Word motivated by our love for Him, and trusting Him by faith to follow through His promise to bless us, we'll receive blessings. If we do it out of a heart of love for Him, and we obey Him, then we'll receive those blessings. You know, we looked in that that chunk of scriptures here, Malachi 3, 6-12, and it makes the blessings of tithing very clear. If we would obey Him with our heart full of love and faith, He would do what? And there's five things here if you want to write them down or just follow along. Number one, He will open for you the windows of heaven. He will open the windows of heaven. And I thought about that. What does that mean exactly? You know, I mean, what's it mean to open the windows of heaven? I mean, the windows of heaven are open for things to come out on me. And bless me, I mean, rain comes out of the heavens. Open the windows of heaven. Number two, he will pour you out so much blessing that you will not have room enough to receive it all. These things aren't on the screen, I don't believe, right here. Um, These are just five things. i got some other things for you in a little bit. Number one, again, open for you the windows of heaven. Number two, pour you out so much blessing that you will not have room enough to receive it all. Number three, he'll rebuke the devourer for your sake, though that he cannot destroy the fruit of our ground. What is that saying? He'll rebuke the devourer. Who's the devourer? Satan, the enemy. He'll rebuke him. He'll keep him at bay so that he can't come and and pull up those seeds that we've sowed. Those things like that, he'll, he'll keep him at bay. That's, that's what he says right here. He'll do if you'll put him to the test and tithe. And I know all you guys are probably faithful tithers, so you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about that God has just moved in your life, and there are situations where certain things should have happened, and, they, and he protected you. I mean, things could have happened. I mean, not they should have, but he protected you and he rebuked the devourer. Number four, the vine will not fail to bear fruit for you in the field. It means you'll you'll bear fruit things will work out for you things will prosper for you we'll bear fruit if we put if we keep tithing we'll bear fruit in so many different ways that it's just amazing all your life you'll bear fruit number five you'll be called blessed he said we'll be called blessed what's that mean exactly people are going to be able to look at your life and see how god has blessed you everything about your life is going to say you're blessed you're blessed And he said that people would say this about you if you did what? You tithe. So let's talk about partnering with God. Tithing can be such a blessing in our life. And I've kind of got ahead and said a few different ways God can can bless us. But here it is, the gist of it. When you tithe, you are a partner with God himself. Because you see, the tithe goes to support the work of the ministry. The tithe goes to support the work of the ministry. So what we're doing when we tithe is we're partnering with God himself. We're partnering with God to to do what what he wants to get done. Your tithe is going to help God accomplish his plan and purposes in the earth. And the purpose of prosperity for a Christian is to do God's work and God's will. So when we tithe, it's all about God's plans and purposes in the earth coming about. He uses us as a church. He uses you as an individual. He uses us corporately and individually to do his plans and purposes. Prosperity is so much more than just a lot of money. Prosperity is what always having the right word to speak to someone, having just that love, just that just comforts them. I mean, prosperity is so much more than finances. And but what's the purpose? Like if you, were, God doesn't have a problem with you being rich financially. He wants your heart right. He don't want you rich so you can spend all your money on you and what you want to do. What's the purpose of you being rich? So you can be a blessing. So you can sow seed into the kingdom of God. So that, so that you can partner with Him. And man, when you get that right in your heart of, okay, I don't want to be rich so that I can go buy this, this, and this, but so I can do this, so I can be a blessing here and there. And then your heart's right for prosperity. Let's look at John three sixteen, Because we're talking about partnering with God. It says this, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And Mark 16, 15 says, And He said to them, Go into the, all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So we're talking about what? The Great Commission. We're partnering with God in taking the gospel out to the, to the world. The tithe is the financial foundation for the ministry of God's Word in the earth. The ministering and going forth of the Word of God and the gospel Starts with the foundation of the tithe. It all starts with the tithe. The local church is the foundation of outreach for this great commission. So when you tithe, you're supporting God's work in the earth. And that doesn't that take away it being a duty or an obligation? You know, I mean, oh, i got to tithe. I, I, I mean, none of you look at it like this. Oh, i got to tithe. You know, I have to tithe so that God can go preach the gospel or use others to preach the gospel or use me to preach the gospel. No, it's not a duty. It's like, I get to partner with God to tithe, to share the Word of God, to reach people. You know, there's so many blessings involved with tithing. Again, you're connecting with God when you honor God with the tithe. Here's a few different ways, or a few different um, blessings that are involved with tithing and how you're connecting with God. When you've ever tithed, did you not feel like this joy? Like, maybe say the first time you ever tithed. Didn't you feel like a joy? about it in your soul, or just you felt this joy that, hey, I obeyed God's word. I did that. You know, initially, when you first started tithing, you might have just been doing it because you wanted increase. You know, you wanted some blessing. And I think that's okay. In the beginning, God knows, hey, I want more. I want, I want to honor your word, God. I want to see this work, because he did say, test him on it. There's joy in our soul knowing that we're partnering with God, and we're doing what he loves to do, reach people. I mean, we reach people as a church, I mean, for example, online, all our messages are online, and in a podcast, and people are subscribing to it, and they can hear a message. I can I can actually go in and look and see where people in the world have what what messages they might have listened to and where they are. And there's been people overseas that have listened to our message, our messages. So all that happens because why? You tithed. and so the gospel goes overseas around the world. Next time you tithe, think about that. Tonight, when you tithe, think about, man, I'm reaching people with the gospel by giving this tithe. You know, when you tithe, you're connecting with God on a spiritual level because of our obedience to obey His Word in faith. You don't realize it, but when you tithe, it's a spiritual thing. I mean, you're, and you're connecting with God spiritually. You're not just handing off 10% of income. But think about this. Would you even be able to have a check and in income without God? No. And all he asked for is 10%. Just 10%. You get the other 90. I know some people that have committed to God that they're going to give 90% and live off 10. That's a step of faith. I mean, they're giving 10% and then offering 80% and living off 10%. You think God's honoring them? Yes, He is. But He, only, I mean, he doesn't even require that we give 10%. He, would, he wants us to flow with Him and give 10%. We're also connecting with Him materially. And He promised to bless us. He promised to open the windows of heaven. And I mentioned earlier, you know, the rain comes out of heaven. And rain just comes on, comes down, and comes down. So that's a continual blessing coming down out of heaven. I think that's part of what He's trying to say by opening the windows of heaven. And I'll pour out such a blessing that you can't contain it. It's like like all that rain, and it has to go somewhere. And there's boundaries, and it overtakes the boundaries. I mean, the blessings of the Lord will come and overtake you. That, the Bible says that. Don't limit your thinking to your job. I mean, if, if you tithe and you think, okay, this is where I get my income, don't limit yourself to think, okay, they're going to give me a raise. Why, why can't a dog come across the street with a paper bag full of money? I mean, don't limit God to how He can bless you. He can bless you however. And Is, is your job your source? However you get income, is that your source? Is that your source? Is the government your source? No. God is your source. He can bless you however He wants to. Expect unexpected blessings. You, you, you put God to the test and you honored Him, and you'll see some, you might see some things right away, other things you might see later. So expect unexpected blessings. And, you're, and that doesn't mean we're going out looking, oh, they're going to be the one to bless me. you know? Hey, I know they just came in with some money. I bet God wants to use them to bless me. We're not even supposed to really think about how God's going to do it. Just, okay, God, I'm waiting on your blessing. You know, unexpected channels of income. You, you might, he might give you an idea of an investment or some little side job you can do for extra income. I mean, don't limit him to your job. Buy low and sell high. You know, you, you'll be able to buy things at a discount. He'll lead you to discounts. And you'll be able to sell things that you're trying to sell and get what you're asking out of it. You'll always be at the right place at the right time. You'll find that you're at the right place at the right time. I know, Amanda, you've got different things that have happened to you lately where you were at the right place at the right time. And you know that it happened, it's happened because you honored God. You put God first place. You know, good deals will find us, and blessings will overtake us, and the devil can't touch it because he said he'll rebuke the devourer. So let's talk about tithing the tithe. Where do you tithe? I believe the local church is the primary place for the body of Christ to tithe. I'll tell you a story. When, when Back in 2005 is when I really got into my Bible and learned about tithing and so many other things. Um, I remember I was watching TV late one night, and uh, there's a lot of infomercials late at night. And there was this uh, commercial for, it was like a prophecy commercial where they were showing examples of people saying, oh, so-and-so, he, uh, he was right on the money. He told me these things that happened in my life, and he told me that next week this was going to happen, and it happened. And they were giving these examples and testimonies, and they were, they were trying to get you to call this number and request a free prophecy. And me not knowing a whole lot like I know today, I bought into that. and Because I, I, I wanted someone to tell me something good about my life. I didn't realize that everything that I need and all my validation about what good's going to happen to me is right here. You know, and this is where I went for my validation. And <laughs> So anyway, I requested this free prophecy, and I got the CD in the mail. And I remember at the, at the very beginning of it, there was a greeting, and it, someone actually said, you know, greetings, William Mills. And I could hear that. And then I could hear where they, there was a splice right there, where there was this other, like, probably five-minute prophecy tied to that. And I remember that, th- I was thinking, well that wasn't like they didn't say my name and give that prophecy they said my name and then attached this prophecy to it and you know it was it was good but it said if you want a longer one and you want more about your next year send in this amount of money and i thought ah, come on now and and then it said if you want to give you can give here or you can tithe and i remember then thinking tithe that's not my church that's not where I go. I'm supposed to tithe into your ministry, and you're up wherever <laughs> I give an offering. Because sometimes you'll hear things on TV, and they don't say anything about sending their tithe. They say send a, send an offering, and we'll send you this CD that you just heard this message you just heard. So every now and then, you might hear something though that says send your tithe, <laughs> and we're going to look at what the Bible says about where you says send your tithe. <laughs> I don't buy into. When I went to Bible college, we had a whole, we spent one whole day in a class looking at different things that that you get in the mail that are just they come across as a good thing for you but they're all just trying give $5,000. If you give $5,000 by next week this will happen to you. I see it on Facebook all the time where it'll say someone will say something and say if you don't share this then this this bad thing is going to happen to you tomorrow. Or if you share this with five people this great miracle will happen for you next week. They don't know what they're doing, you know. None of that lines up with the word of God you know, that the curse is going to come on you, or this great miracle is going to happen. Let's look at Malachi 3.10. It'll be on the screen. Malachi 3.10, that's the one, that's the tithe scripture right there. It says this, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Your storehouse is the local church. The storehouse represents where we get feed. Where we get feed. So this church is your storehouse. If this is your church, and I believe this is everyone here's church, you call this home, this is, this is your storehouse. This is where you get feed. We get fed here. We get fed here. We get fed the Word of God. Seeds are sown into our life, and they produce for us. And this is home. This is our storehouse. Before we end, I'll share something with you. When I started tithing, I was on Social Security Disability. I think everyone here knows that story of how I got disability for like, anxiety and depression and all these problems which led me into drugs. And I got like six or $700 a month check from the government. And I didn't have to do anything. As long as I'd go to psychiatrists and doctor visits, they would give me money. And when I started tithing, I wanted more out of life. I just started having this desire for more. And I started realizing that $700, they don't go very far. And then I started thinking, okay, I had this covenant or this agreement with them that if I'll agree with them that I have a disability, they'll give me X amount of money. And I got in the word of God that says, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. And Second Timothy 1.7 says, I gave you, I didn't give you a spirit of fear, but a power love and a sound mind. I got a sound mind? I don't have a mental disturbance? I got a hold of that. And I thought, you know what? I don't, I don't want to have that agreement anymore. And I've told this before. And I went to the Social Security office and I told them I didn't want it. I took that leap of faith that said, I don't want it. And I'm not saying if you're, some, hey, thank God for Social Security. If you need it, some people need it. I, I, need, I must have needed it for a while to get here. You know, thank God, because there's some countries where you got an issue, you don't have government's help. But I, I knew that I was healed, and there was nothing wrong with me, and I had a sound mind, and I stepped out, and I went and told them I didn't want it, and uh, I took that leap of faith. Well, then, oh you got to go to work now. you got to go to work. And I found, when I, when I finally went and did an honest day's work and came home tired, that felt so great. That felt so great to know that I actually worked and I'm not getting money from the government. All these things I know are tied to, tied to me tithing. God just expanded my mind. And over time, I've seen things happen. And, and just, God is good all the time. Amen? You know, I've had people say, or I've been there where I remember one time where I was going to get a car and I needed a down payment. And I got some income and I had to tithe, a certain amount to tithe. And so if I tithed, I wouldn't have enough for that down payment. And I called someone that I respected and said, you think it would be okay if I don't tithe this one time so I can get this car? And they said, well, you can do what you want, but personally I wouldn't do it. I didn't, well, guess what, I still had the. Car. I went ahead and tithe. I mean. I didn't save it and go get a car, the down payment. But I had the car the next week anyway because I put God first and he made it work for me. And I've had other examples where a utility bill was due. And I'm like, but I have to pay it or they're going to cut it off next week. If I pay my tithe, then they're going to cut off my electric. No, I went ahead and I honored the Lord and he would say, just call them. The next morning he'd say, okay, just call them and see if you've got some options. And I'd find out I have favor and grace and time to pay. Or, or he would remind me, oh, remember over here you could do, you know, you could do this. Oh, you <laughs> know, he always came through when I made a point to put him first. And I've had people say to me, I can't afford to tithe. Well, you can't afford not to. Not because something bad's going to happen if you don't, but you tied God's hands to bless you. You can't afford not to tithe. But we do it out of what? A heart of love. Because we love God. We love sharing the gospel. <laughs> Praise God. You know, there's an example. Kenneth Hagen, and if any of you guys pretty much know Kenneth Hagan, he told this example of this, this girl who I believe was, and I'm paraphrasing, and but you'll get the gist of it, is this girl was a teenager, maybe 15, 16, maybe a little younger, but she was a teenager, but she had the mental capacity of a young child. And she would just kind of sit there and act up in church while they were having service, like she was a little child, but she was a teenager. And I believe he was preaching, and, and some things happened, and she got changed pretty much real quick. She got her right mind and matured real quick. And I'd heard that story about the power of God and, and God doing that in her life. But then here a few months ago, I was reading another book. It was about tithing, about prosperity. And he told of this lady who would call him and want to tithe where she got some income and she got a hold of tithing, and so she wanted to get that tithe in. Well, it just so turns out that that was the mother of that girl years later. They had that low mental capacity that got her right mind. You can't tell me that that's not tied to her mother tithing. So that blessing was poured out on on her daughter because she was faithful to honor God. So you really can't, it's not just about money. You don't know the ways that God is going to bless you or your family members because you're faithful to his word. So let's just let's wrap this up. How do we tithe? And I'm gonna give you four steps. They're actually on your paper. Number one, put aside the tithe immediately. The tithe is holy to the Lord. The tithe should be a priority even above bills. You're putting God first place in your life and finances. And I know I already said this, but you know, putting paying that tithe is above paying your bills. When Tracy and I do our budget, first thing on there is always the tithe. And, and after a while, you'll, your heart just kind of, you just want to always do that. And, and Number two, purpose in your heart to tithe because of your love for God and your desire to obey His Word. You know, just, you're doing it. Remind yourself, I'm doing this because I love God, and I want to obey His Word. Number three, honor God with your tithes like Abraham, not by the law, But by faith, we're doing it by faith. Trusting that God will pour out that blessing for us. And number four, worship God with your tithe. Praise Him and speak His word over your tithe.